1: I have not seen you fight like that before. That wasn't fighting. That was. Well, killing him was not enough. Can never be enough. But it's done. We've honored them. Yes.
0: So. Uh, what now? where
1: <clears throat> six? It must be six. or stay up. I will have instruction to kill me, I'm sure. I need peace for a time. I need my woman. What up,
0: Tura? Whatever else, she's safe.
1: Rhode Island, welcome to The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So let's sit back and see how England was born.
0: My name is Blake, and I just want to say this. I want to say it right up front, just for everybody to understand and love and appreciate and know. The fact is, the fact of the matter is this. I called Itty Chase, fan, get getting eat by those dogs.
1: That is the ultimate way for him to die. He's gone.
0: Yes, he's gone. Goodbye. And he finally couldn't escape. I thought he was gonna. I really thought he was gonna. And he always
1: does, he always has little slippery sneak out the back door, I jump know. on a horse.
0: I know, and uh, and, and I looked it up, uh, just to see the, uh, the timing of all of this. When, uh, the Battle of the Bastards from Game of Thrones came out, this, that was in 2016. Unfortunately, this happened just short of a year later, so they oh. weren't necessarily 100% original. You know, for those of you who
1: watch Game of Thrones and watch Last Kingdom, yeah. you're like, we've already seen a guy be eaten by his hounds. Yes, that's so. it. But you know what? You know nothing, John Snow.
0: I appreciate it nonetheless. Mm-hmm. It was something that they absolutely alluded to, uh, when it, when it comes to, um, when it, when it came to the, the, the Sven getting eaten by the dogs. Green. And I, and I, I think it's appropriate. And I also think what the reaction that we got from Tura, I think that was an appropriate mm-hmm. reaction um but we'll we'll get into all that yeah, when you, when of you get course. a moment
1: yeah, so before we get into this episode, we want to thank those of you who have made this podcast possible. You, are friends, at jointhenerdclan.com. If you're joining in live, please put a hashtag, Go Nerd go so we can give you an extra special shout-out. And for those of you who have not yet joined, now's your chance. Jointhenerdclan.com is a one-stop shop to get all of our podcasts as well as our additional podcasts and all the perks. You're also going to want to make sure that you're there so that you are on our holiday card list. Yes, we do send out holiday cards to our friends who are... Five dollars and above, and for Correct. our friends who are ten dollars and above, we even send you a present. So please, please, please. I know it's crazy to think the holiday season is coming up, but you don't want to miss out on this. We would love for you to be a member. Join the nerdclan.com. And there's right.
0: also another there's another thing that's happening here too. We we do have a goal. We have a goal of a thousand members at jointhenerdclan.com because we need to get a new computer. And if we get a thousand members, that will allow us to get a new computer. So please do consider, at least for a little, the time being, consider becoming a member at Join. JoinTheNerdClan.com. We get all a bunch of cool stuff that you can look at and see there. A uh, bunch of great perks. Uh, but we need a new computer for the studio to give you the best and most engaging and personal content uh, that we can possibly deliver to you. So, JoinTheNerdClan.com. Avon, are you ready? I am. Let's do it.
1: on down the episode details, Blake.
0: This one, once again, was directed by John East. John East did the last episode, the one that seems to be the high watermark mark. Uh, of the series i i think and uh this episode once again proves to be another high watermark mm-hmm. in my estimation uh john east did again like i said the last episode but he also has directed uh d- different tv shows including uh downton abbey killing eve whiskey cavalier lost in space uh the, t- the tv series by the way uh cursed and the latest uh effort that john east has is that show pennyworth which is on the dc universe uh, like the, the subscription, uh, there. And it, it's actually a show about Alfred, as a matter of fact. That's in, in the, in, in Batman, which is actually kind of cool. The writer was another non-Chris Puchard writer. Okay. It was Sophie Petzel or Petzalma. I apologize if I'm getting that. I looked up to try to find the correct pronunciation and NLS. I could not find it. And it's okay. Pronunciation is something that is a really big deal for me. <laughs> My guess would be Petzal. I think that's what would feel like the right, um, the right pronunciation. Mm -hmm. Uh, she has written, uh, many different television shows, a lot of it British television, uh, including Red Rock, uh, The Dumping Ground, Jekyll and Hyde, Danger Mouse, uh, Medici, Riviera, Blood, and Hollington Drive. So if you like any of those shows, please go check out, um, Sophie Petzal's, uh, writing credits if you liked what went down in this episode, Mavin, your shields rating for this episode? How many? How many shields are you giving episode four?
1: I mean, I'm giving it a solid four point eight.
0: Okay, better than last episode. I'll yes. take it. Yes. All right. All right. So what? What about? Well, you know, we'll get there. We're gonna bit.
1: get there, of course.
0: Yeah, I'm giving this one the same exact rating that I gave the last episode, which is a four nine. Uh, I really liked this episode, and this is a great little run of episodes that we've had here so far and uh it was well paced it was full of great um confrontation uh and uh, once again well written lines and um i would say that one thing that stands out to me is that this episode feels more like a season or series finale Agreed. as opposed to the midpoint of
1: I think that this is, is the end are. of the third book I was hearing that from somewhere that, like, this would have ah. marked the end of the third book, and then we're going into some of the other books from here on out. But yes. I agree with you; there kind of was this bittersweet and oh. and sigh of of closure.
0: Yeah, a deep a, a, a deep sigh of closure. I mm-hmm. think where you know uh, the, the Kiartan is dead, Shea Sven is dead, mm-hmm. and I'm so sad that we'll never get a chance to say Shea Sven again. I'm not going to lie, Um but it, yeah, this really closes out that first bit of storytelling that we've, mm-hmm. that we've started and feels like the show is, has decided to move beyond its original scope. Um, which could be really great or it could be really bad. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what goes on, uh, from there. Your, uh, GBG, my good. My
1: good is just the brotherly love that we have between Utrid and Ragnar. I really appreciate them. I liked seeing them work together. Mm-hmm. I liked seeing how, um, just Utrid was able to interact with him and, uh, for them to their interaction with their sister Tira. Is that how we say Tura. Her? Tura? Um I don't know. I just liked seeing the the complexities of these siblings who have been away from each other for so long, who still love each other and have all this background um and have a lot of common goals. I don't know, it's just neat. Mm-hmm. My bad is I'm forgetting his name, but the guy that was Kiartan's like adopted son.
0: Oh, Citric. Yes,
1: yeah, Citric. Yep. He gave some like not so great looks yeah. when Kiartan's skull was being bashed in repeatedly over and over and over into again. Jelly. Yeah, he was kind of like, all right, I'm actually not cool with this anymore. So it makes you wonder, like, did he have feelings for Kiartan, even though, you know, he was another like stolen son and sure. he was on Utrid's team. I'm a little nervous that he's going to actually turn on Utrid or Ragnar yeah. at some point. And then my great, once again, Father Bjorka. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, n- he is my, my solid. He is my Hagrid. <laughs> he is just my steady he's your character.
0: He's your Hurley. You, is he your Hurley? No. No, he's really not.
1: No. Why? Hurley just explains things too much.
0: Okay, gotcha understood
1: no he's just a solid like he's my hagrid he's he's got my back he's always there he's (laughs) he's you know pleasant with other people yeah yeah that's my gbg how about you all
0: right good uh actually mary you kind of stole uh my good but it was your bad and that is uh the complexity that has now arisen because it looked like you're right i noticed that as well citric had this look about him and i don't know if that was because it was like that is technically my dad and you're just straight up mur- like not even murdering him, him but you're you're just obli you're eviscerating him
1: you're mashing potatoes his head
0: uh yes <laughs> exactly yeah um uh but instead of potatoes, it'd be like beets you're mashing beets yeah. with uh <laughs> with my dad's head essentially uh i don't know if that look is because that's my dad and i kind of love him or is Ooh, the same look that everybody else gave, which is, "Hey, okay. Ragnar, why don't you let's take a time? Let's you take a 10 second time out here." You need a little talk, talk space there. Yeah, let, let's. Yeah.
1: There might be a little more to this that needs uncovering.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's let's take a breather. You know, regroup.
1: Maybe get an adult coloring book.
0: <laughs> Circle back and do some coloring. Yeah, you know, I think everybody gave him that kind of look. So, either way, I like what happened there. Okay, because. Either, you know, Ragnar is kind of like, like everybody looks at him just a little bit differently now or Citric really does feel a little bit of anger and that will Provide us some drama for Utrid, uh, especially after Citrix. Uh, well,
1: it's kind of like when you like, you know, start to hang out with a new friend group and you're like, these people are great. These people are great. And then you see, oh, they're not so great yeah, after all. Mm-mm. Did I make a poor choice?
0: Yeah. That- Should
1: I go sit at the other lunch table?
0: <laughs> not great, Bob. Uh, okay. So my bad though, my bad was that we didn't get to see the reemergence of the big giant death skull that, oh, death skull. that Utrid uh, was wearing at the beginning of the season. Ew. I kind of wish that we we did. And that was... But it some... came
1: in riding the horse, remember me and my lepers and yes, beheading right. people. In,
0: in just some form or fashion, I wanted to see that happen to Sven
1: was then.
0: Yeah, like or it just just a reminder of it of somehow or something like you build that up and y- y- you know you promise doesn't
1: carry that in his like little backpack. Well,
0: he carried it enough to like use it a couple of times. So, I feel like that sh- that should be a I don't know. And regardless of whether or not he's carrying the thing, okay? The fact of the matter is that you wrote this into your story. You you it's like a check gun. gun. You, you 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 introduce a gun at the beginning. And by the third act, you better expect it to be going off. Okay. The same thing happens here. I feel like you introduce this character. Well, we this introduced character. the dogs,
1: and the dogs were used later. Yes. Okay. And I'm,
0: but I'm talking about this, you know... The mask. The, the mask and the character that Utrid is okay. inhabiting. Uh, you introduce this, and then there's no payoff for it, at least not as of yet, and in what would be the most applicable form uh, of of, uh, of that character, so I wish okay. that we had some kind of um, emergence of that big giant skull. I think that would have been really cool. Okay. And my great though uh, is obviously, of course, um, the whole thing with like like you, Mary, the Father Biaka, mm-hmm. and but not just Father Biaka. It is his response to Tura, uh, how he says I don't know you you don't know me but I refuse to let you kill your brothers they've loved yes. you uh that whole oh man the whole reunion if you want to call it that that was just really interesting mm-hmm. the way it was complex yeah it, like she you know the way that she uh you know claims that they left her and she's pissed and like just go kill these people and uh, and and then she has this kind of awkward moment where she just like yells really loud and runs away. Um
1: I feel like I wish I could do that in my life every once in a while. I, yeah. our six year old daughter does that. Yes, your, she does. Eat your carrots. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and she right? does that. But then, of course, again later on, the Father Biaka and Tura thing, where, where he's in the actual the the dog pen, if yeah. you will, um, and. I, I just love that instead of seeing uh, a character that is just damaged and is a problem mm-hmm. and can be written out, uh, the show is embracing Tura and the show is allowing Father Biaka to see what is special in her and that is her resilience, that is her vigilance, mm-hmm. uh, that is her ability to live uh, uh, amongst uh, these the Vikings and be tortured and raped and and have all of these things happen to her and she, yet she, still she perseveres. Granted. A little bit weird, a little bit weird, but still perseveres nonetheless. Yeah. And Father Bianca not only sees that good in that, but also the divinity of that, how that could be a gift from God. And it will be interesting to see how that relationship between the two evolves uh, going forward. So I like how that is set up and what that does for those characters. That is my GBG. My Love name. it. That is my good, my bad, and my great. So – you gave this one a four eight, and you said you liked it better than the previous episode. Yeah, what a, what about like you know your 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 general general elevator pitch what about this episode makes you like it a little bit more than the last episode because I just
1: like the finality of it the tying of the loose ends like you said this almost felt like a season finale so it gave you kind of that like yay the good guys won you know (laughs) a little ending to it do 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 it was really bloody and gross yes and I didn't have the happiest feelings the entire time which I know I know the optimist that I am I need to like shelve that that there aren't always perfectly happy endings in this show. It's not Gilmore Girls, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll be fine. So yeah, I mean, I think I just... I left feeling bittersweet. Yeah. Um, Is that because... I feel bad for their sister. I'm happy she's hanging out with Bianca, but like that girl's going to have issues for quite some time. Yeah. Ragnar obviously has some issues. Utrud will probably have some issues at some point. He always has issues. He always does. Exactly. So I don't know. I mean, I feel good, but you know, it's not going to last long.
0: Yeah. This episode, (sighs) listen, The Last Kingdom is many things, but what it is really good at is Really drilling down what it wants to be and how it moves itself forward. Like we've mm-hmm. talked about, the show just blows through plot and it blows through time. Yes, like it's like it like <laughs> like it's its job, which it is, but is essentially. But I mean. It, it's, a half a season of the north of the last kingdom is a full season of outlander let's say or uh any other yes. show in particular right um, but yet at that same time it really still focuses and drills down to what it wants to be and what it is is about and in this particular episode we find a lot having to do with our siblings and our families and what does that mean and and how do we relate to each other. Um, and you know we find that whether it is the relationship between Tura and um and, and Ragnar and uh, as well as Utrid, Utrid gets married uh, and that is a creation of a new family. Eric mm-hmm. and Siegfried, uh you know, you get guy gets his hand cut off and his brother's like, listen, <laughs> fine, no whatever. Joke. That was definitely no joke. That was no joke. Uh... Uh, and and you know, he guys gets his hand cut off, he's like and the brother says, Yeah, okay, no problem. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. I'll do whatever you want to spare my brother's life, and that's yeah. it. Um yeah. and so you know, we have all these relationships that are coming to the fore. And not only that too, but as much as you hate to admit it, the relationship shared between Kiartan and Idish Sven. I mean watching Kiartan's face when he looked down and saw Idish Sven's face just uh made into a, what, uh, basically like... Kibble. (laughs) Yeah, kibble. (laughs) Um, You know, it it looked like an ashtray, almost. Like, it just... That was sad. Yes, it It, was. Especially when he's fighting, and he's pushing back, and he had the shield walls, and he looks over, and he sees it, and there's blood everywhere. These dogs are mauling him, and you just see him say... All right, what am I doing? This like mm-hmm. I'm I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the whole point. So the, the 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 motivating factor throughout this entire episode are these familial relationships. And is that why do you think, Mary, that this might have been one of those episodes that stands out a little bit more than the previous?
1: Oh yes, I mean it is literally Thanksgiving, families back together, brought their drama. Some people get along, some don't. Party yeah. <laughs> at some point. There's a fight, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's, I'm confused because this is the middle of the season. Like it was a really good episode, mm-hmm. but I feel so confused as to what is next. And yeah. I'm excited to see what is next. That's a,
0: that's a, you know what, that's a really great question, Mary. Like what is next? Like you are mm-hmm. in the middle of your season and you have decided to say, Okay, we're blowing it all up, yeah, like everything that we've built towards
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, in the this past season and a half is it's over now mm-hmm. uh you know, short of you know Eric and Siegfried saying nah, we're not we're not leaving, I don't know how you progress your story um I mean, Utrid does what he was supposed to do. He he's going to go back to Wessex. Ragnar it, it now has Dunholm. He's gifted Dunholm. That's his now. Like Stiapa isn't going to kill Utrid. Um Father Bianca does his thing with Tura. Like oh,
1: Father Bianca does Father Bianca. Like, yeah, he does just, his thing. Yes. Like we're
0: I, and I know this is kind of like destined to be theory of the week stuff, but like, where do you think this goes? Like, wh- when you see
1: well, obviously, what we have... still has that Bebember. Like, that is, you know, the ultimate goal that he has, his long-term goal. And then we have Alfred doing his thing with his daughter and, you know, figuring stuff out there. So I think that there's still going to have to be. I mean, he promised himself to Alfred again. I yes. think he's going to have to do this major choice again. Do I hang with my Danes and my new wife and my brother, who obviously needs a little bit. Of consoling and my sister, who needs a lot of help. Yep. Or, all the copays. Or do I go and I I do what I told Alfred I was going to do, all of which kind of derails me from my ultimate goal of Bebenberg. So
0: I think he's going to have to go back to Alfred. He because he, he knows he he's got to do it. He's got to do it. Mm-hmm. And if he and if he doesn't do it, then I know I I think he knows he's got major problems. The only mm-hmm. thing that I can see happening here is you're right, Mary. The goal of Bebenberg do does here's a good here's a good question alfred already is in this mode of you know nation building we we already see him dealing with ethel red um uh in princess in, in uh yes in okay. mercia right no no that's the mm-hmm. prince that's the prince princess is uh, ethel fled okay ethel red uh, is uh the the guy that she's potentially going to get married to. Uh, So we already see that world building aspect. Mm -hmm. Does Alfred turn heel and say okay, time to go get Uncle Scar and uh, everybody in Bevenberg and we're going to help Uhtred become...
1: I don't see him like making that a priority on his list. But I don't know. I need to see a map of Wessex and of all of England at this time to understand would having Uhtred be in control of Bevenberg help Alfred,
0: my sense is yes, because
1: one would think, but like I need to see where it is in relation to like the bad Danes and other people,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, but oddly enough, it is Ethel Wald, the drunk guy, who kind of saves Utrid here, okay, and in a way that I think is unexpected. Utrid and Ragnar are like, okay, uh, or uh, Breed is like, listen, let's just go kill the turd, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll take uh we'll take Northumbria, and we'll have all this. Who's Alfred? Whatever. Like, we'll we'll have all this stuff. Yeah. What's he gonna be able to do? And Ethelwald, as much as I love him, uh, and as funny as he can be, he drunk was nephew. actually yeah drunk okay. nephew. Uh, he was actually quite smart, saying no you are here and you are here on behalf of Alfred. That is why you have all of this. And we, as we all know,
1: first seriously solid move.
0: It was a very solid move. Mm Uh, and we all know as, as viewers that Stiapa was given orders by Alfred to kill Uhtred if that is what he was going to do. So that dramatic irony played out. Well, the funny thing is at the end of the episode, as we just played, Mm -hmm. you know, Utrid was finally has a smart move and he finally, he finally says something that was actually like kind of intelligent. If I don't do this, Steap is probably going to kill me. So I got to go back. Yeah. I got to go back. Yeah. That was the first time I looked at Utrid and I said, you're thinking like a king. Ooh you're thinking like a king you're not
1: getting there well and so much time has passed as you've already said you know he's been able to grow up in many ways and he's been through different hardships and and also kind of see the the way that history repeats itself Mm -hmm. the way that history lays things out typically how people behave so now that he's more of a mature man he's not fully mature honestly Mm -hmm. but we're seeing this from him right
0: sure sure and you're getting more maturity out of Ethelwald as well, and mm-hmm. it makes me wonder if there's going, not necessarily going to be a play on Alfred, because I don't think that's going to happen, but what Ethelwald will have to do in Alfred's service. Uh, perhaps Alfred does see more out of Ethelwald, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps he does get more opportunity, and does that set up issues with uh, with Uhtred later on? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, what I do know is that I was happy to see Brita back. Brita was back, baby.
1: Guess who's back? She is great. She truly is. She truly, truly is. Big fan of Brita. When
0: they're going to meet, when they're going to meet Guthrid, the side eye that she gives Guthrid after Ragnar is like, listen, you got a choice. Either you Mm -hmm. join us, or I take all of this. Yeah. Again, Ragnar quickly becoming one of my favorite characters. Agreed. But. The breed of side-eye was diabolical. (laughs) Woo, man.
1: Yeah, Uh, she's she's judgy, but it's because she knows better. Like, let's be real, this girlfriend, like, wrote the books of, like, here's how to fight in combat, here's how to, like, steal lands. Yep. She's awesome. I'm afraid of her, though, I will say. How come? I don't know, I just feel like she's...
0: She's on her own team. Yeah. Yeah, she's on her own team.
1: And, like, she's a little crabby. But I, I, just feel like she's got this straight goal, and anything that's going to distract her from that is her enemy. She
0: is pure Dane.
1: Yes, but and, not really.
0: But not really. But like her, the, the her actions are pure Dane. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: let's just kill everybody and screw Alfred. We're up here. What's he going to do?
1: Yeah.
0: Um. It, it's it it adds a lot of great tension to what otherwise would be just. Uh, a, a mission, a mission from Alfred that is supposed to go well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, you know, a, as it relates to the siege of Dunholm. You asked me a question. It's like, how did, how did Uhtred know that there was this other door? Remember, like there was yes. this other door that they were going to go yes. in. It was, so you know, the, like, the basement one.
1: door where people were like outside. Were they getting water? Yeah, they were getting water. <laughs> yeah, 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 that yeah. little extra entrance that saved the entire mission.
0: Yeah, my. Which they
1: had to stand out there against the wall for a very long time. Yeah,
0: I mean, it was at least for a few hours.
1: No, thank you. Um,
0: The way that it was shot, it was, you know, they arrived at night, obviously, and Mm -hmm. then it was early in the morning when they finally made their move. So at least, it was at least a few hours. Yes. That's the way that it feels to me. Um, What did you feel about the Siege of Dunholm? How that all went down? Did you like how it was directed? How it was shot?
1: Um, I did. I felt very frantic, and yet like the Danes were going to persevere. I liked that they came in from different sides. It wasn't like they had this giant army. It's like they needed this to work. They needed them to come in through, and they needed the guys with the I don't know any of these terms, but the, the shields <laughs> over their heads with the, the thing that were the big the trunk, the big ram. Um, you know, you really felt like this is down to the wire and everyone needs to pay, play their part. Yeah. You know, you got Brita hiding in the trees being like, second round, go. You need to replace yeah. these guys that have been, you know, burned or shot with arrows and everything. And you really felt like we need to give it our all. This is our one chance. Yeah, uh, I did like how Kiartan was thrown off Mm -hmm. I liked when they realized that Uchid and everybody was inside and they had to start fighting on all those different levels Um, I was nervous for a little bit
0: about what
1: Just that the timing wouldn't work out. I didn't know that Brita was with the second bunch of people in the woods. So as Ragnar's there with the ram and the people in the shields and Kjartan and and Idish and all of their people, they just keep, you know, dropping hot stuff on them and doing the arrows. I'm like, they're going to run out of people to hold this ram. Like I don't know if Udred's going to make it in time. So well played. Well Uh, played.
0: Yeah. It was funny. One of the things that I noticed and I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about this little detail is, you know, with the battering ram and the shield wall that they're holding over their heads and they're trying to defend themselves, you know, Kiartana's throwing the spears down, guys are getting picked off mm-hmm. and whatever, but I also noticed that some guys were just running away, yep. and they're just, they're like, you know what, screw this, is this. Not it. <laughs> I am done, see you later, yep. um, I really like that little detail, because mm-hmm. that feels real, and it, it and, you know, Ragnar is saying, you know, everybody stay together, stay together, that's the only way it's going to work, is if we all stay together, yep. and you could see him uh uh really struggling to mm-hmm. find uh cohesion in his men as some people as uh, some guys are just running off and the funny thing too the ironic thing is that it's the the show um highlights the fact that anybody who runs off is gonna get killed regard because they're now breaking leaving the, rank. the wall they're yep.
1: leaving any kind of extra protection you know as you run you have are showing your entire backside to the archers on top
0: uh did you notice that Brita calls Utrid Arsling. Oh, oh, a little leafridge yes. kind a little of Liefrich. a throwback. Oh, man, I was great. Keep let's keep it going. I, I need that just I need that just mm-hmm. right into my veins. Just keep it coming. I love that there's this little thing. It actually reminds me uh when we re- we actually watched Jungle Cruise recently we
1: did
0: and uh it was a good film uh, i wouldn't say that it was great it was not Pirates of the Caribbean it was
1: a great summer flick
0: it was a fun summer flick like mm-hmm. y- you watched it you turned your brain off and you had fun but one of the great things in that movie which i loved is when it was when uh The Rock kept calling Emily Blunt pants mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. i that was just great and that's how i feel about people calling um, Utrid Arsling it just yes. that's you know it, it, when you when you bring it in there once in a while it just it just sends happiness and joy through my spine Agreed. and i I quite like that um one person that did not though give me happiness and joy is in fact Guthrid do you Mary think that honestly Utrid is Guthrid's best friend
1: no uh, but <laughs> Guthrid I think thinks that I think well, that's what'm loopy yeah.
0: he is yeah, he is.
1: As Uncle Vernon would say, yumpy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you made him yumpy. Yeah.
1: I think Guthrie is yumpy. You're a wizard. Harry. Whatever that means. Um, Maybe it's actually like a real British term that people use. And if so, please let us know. I know, but I love that in Harry Potter. Um, made him yumpy. <laughs>
0: That's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's, on, he's on planet zippy. Uh, Guthrid, and mm-hmm. the fact that he thinks that he's able to just come over and be like hey Uhtred want to come like talk for a little bit and yeah. can I just tell you that you're my best friend you're just my best friend and I love you and I'm sorry and yeah I betrayed you but you know it's okay
1: I, because I like you
0: I still feel like what well, we have is special you're like get out of here you're guy. crazy
1: just because I killed your favorite person who was your puppet master doesn't mean now I'm your best friend like how easily swayed is this weak minded king
0: Right, right, and and that's that's going to be the issue. I think that may be an issue going forward.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Guthrid, I don't think they've introduced this character to just have him go away, uh, the way that you kind of want him to. Yes, uh, I I feel like he's got some he's got some stuff happening, and there's going to have to be I think some more interaction mm-hmm. uh, between Guthrid and himself, and I think that comes in the form of Alfred going after. Elfridge. That's yeah. just my opinion. I don't know. I'm not sure. Interesting. Um,
1: Interesting. Blake.
0: Are you happy that U- uh, Gutrid, I'm uh, sorry, Utrid gets married to Gisela?
1: I'm fine with it.
0: Are you, are you more on the Gisela train yet or are you not on the Gisela train yet? I
1: mean, I like Gisela. I do. I'm okay with it. Yep. She's got a brain. She, she likes Utrid. She's... I'm not married to any of these people. I gotta <laughs> tell you. Aside from Bart, Father Biaka. And Ragnar. I think everybody else can come and go. Sure. And Breida. Breida, yep. I think Breida's the long game watch out.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, is she and Ragnar?
1: No. Her. Just her? She's like a determined, focused, I don't know, warrior.
0: Got to admit, when I'm watching her and she's watching Ragnar, you know, just smoke yeah. uh, Kiartan. Her face is is devilish. It is.
1: That's what I mean.
0: Pure devilish. I
1: mean, I've been watching her recently, and I'm like,
0: but I wouldn't invite
1: you to a sleepover. But even
0: even (laughs) then, even she stops and is looks at him like, Mm -hmm. "Um, "Let's take a twenty second timeout here." Yeah. Like, and that I was surprised by because she was so bloodthirsty. She was so (sighs) involved in making sure Mm -hmm. that this was this was ragnar's um this was his thing. What do you think about just Ragnar fighting Kiartan, by the way, and I not that, Utrecht? I
1: was, I was quite nervous, actually, because I haven't really seen Ragnar in battle, and he just yeah. spent so much effort with that ram. Right. You know, Kiartan's just chilling up top, telling people what to do, and we have Ragnar there hauling this massive thing, having fire fall beside him. So I already knew that he was taxed. He didn't look necessarily up to shape in mm-hmm. regards to that fight, but that's what you have to remember, just what he was through. He stayed up all night. He did this ram thing. Like, yeah. he's been through a lot, uh, and then for him to have to fight this this warrior of Kiartan, I was nervous that Ragnar was going to die.
0: I thought so, too. I thought something was going to happen with Ragnar, yeah. where Uhtred was going to have to come in and save him. Yes. Uh, and that would propel the rest of the show. Like, mm-hmm. like, okay, well, these two were supposed to be alone fighting, and that was going to decide the battle. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, here, here comes Uhtred killing, yeah. you know, because to save... Ragnar. I thought that was going to happen, but it didn't. And it went a a much different direction than I thought it was going to. I, I thought the direction of the of the battle itself was great. But where the direction really stands out to me was actually when Uhtred went and just chopped off. I think it was Eric's hand. Just, just, and that, that yes. fight in the tent. Yes. Um,
1: that was nerve wracking.
0: That was absolutely nerve wracking. It's not that I knew that he was gonna, uh, that Utrud was gonna die or anything, cause you know he's not gonna, he's the main character. But how does he get himself into the situation, get him out and find a, in an amenable situation mm-hmm. on how to, how to keep surviving with yeah. all of his people? Uh, I thought the direction was close combat, frantic, in your face, you felt like you were right there in that moment. When Eric puts his hand out, and Utra just takes his sword and just lops his freaking hand yep. off. Oh, I w- again, this show surprises me. That was a surprising move, uh, and then to take that hand and just throw it on so G- Guthrid's table and his fruit as he's looking at it. Oh, just once again diabolical. So gross. So, so, so oh, gross. I know. Alright, uh, you got anything else you'd like to say about this I'm, episode, my darling? I'm
1: really excited to watch the next episode. As I said previously, and you have mentioned before, Blake, it feels very um final mm-hmm. for a season, and it wasn't. So I'm interested to see where it goes from here. Do you think there's going to be a time jump?
0: <sighs> that feels to me like the most logical mm-hmm. thing to do mm-hmm. because y- all right. So as a story, you blew your load. Okay. You blew your load. Like you, you just, you went through the whole thing you and let you let it all and you, and you, and, and you, you gave yourself finality,
1: uh-huh.
0: which is great. Yeah, But you did it halfway through your season. You can't ramp the tension back up again so quickly. Unless again, unless there's a, a a wholly unexpected move from something like Alfred, or maybe something happens with Ethel or maybe the guy that she's going to get married to isn't the nicest guy. Maybe he treats her like crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 again, you have to build up to that, um, and that is a very distinct turn. Great. Uh, Coming off of what you have accomplished. Well, I
1: think we're going to spend some time with those current actors. I don't think yeah. that they would have introduced, you know, these older teenage actors into those roles if, if we weren't going to stay with them for a while. So it can't right. be too drastic of a time. So
0: jump. here's my, here's my guess.
1: Like before when she went from a little kid to what she is now.
0: Right. <laughs> In a matter of a year. Yes. Um, here's my guess. My guess is that Mary, I think you're right. There is a time jump and we have not yet seen the last of Eric and mm-hmm. Siegfried uh, because I don't think you introduced introduce those characters at the beginning of the season just to have his arm cut or his hand cut off yeah. the, the, it seems to me like there's now a blood feud mm-hmm. um, between them and Utrid for doing so um, and that has to be that has to be figured out Okay. Uh, so you know what there you go there's my early uh, destined to be theory of the week Mary, I think you're right. There will be a time jump. And uh, Eric and Siegfried are once again going to be coming back. And I wonder, I do wonder.
1: I wonder. I wonder.
0: I wonder if if Ethel Red, uh, the guy that uh, Ethel fled is getting married to or potentially getting married to, um if he ain't all what he's cracked up to be. I wonder if he's kind of little bananas like his grandfather. Oh, dear. Like, I wonder if he's just got a little bit of crazy in him.
1: I don't think his grandfather was crazy. I think he was passionate and he knew he wasn't going to be pushed around. The
0: guy trolled himself to death.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think he was fine.
0: Um, I don't know. I, I, <sighs> it would make sense because then Alfred could then use Utrid to go save Fled.
1: Okay, yes, that would make sense. I kinda
0: like that idea. Okay. I kinda like that idea. That, that would feel right to me. Uh, but that is that. You know what, Mary? We actually have some listener feedback that Ooh, I kinda wanna get I'm into excited. here. I'm excited! So I don't have a sounder for this necessarily. Well, um, you're gonna have to get one. Um, I, I know. Uh, and I, I wanted to include this just cause people are writing in about The Last Kingdom and, uh, if, you know what? Screw it. Why not? We'll get we'll get in here. So if you want to write some emails to us or you want to get your messages out there, look us up on all of the major uh, social media platforms or write to us at marianblakemedia at gmail.com and we will read your email right here on the podcast. Yay! So we got some right here. This one comes from Emily. Hello Emily. It says, uh I know I'm a couple episodes behind, but when I was watching the season finale and Otto the Elder killed his son, I assumed he was doing it to save him from being tortured. In the not too distant future of England, the penalty for treason is being hung, drawn and quartered mm. with some creative variations. Uh look at uh William Wallace in Braveheart. To see what yes. happens when you are hung, drawn, and quartered, uh, so yes. I can only imagine a similar fate in this age, perhaps. And I interpreted his pleas to Alfred to forgive his son as, "Please, just let him die peacefully," and also maybe, "Don't blame me for creating this traitor." Anyway, my two cents. Time for the Last Kingdom mailbag, perhaps. Yes, um, I think there are two things that are there are two things that are happening. One. Otta the Elder is probably worried that Otta the Younger's actions will look poorly on Otta the Elder. Like, yes. And I think he's begging King Alfred to be like, please, just forgive him so I know that I'm kind of safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the selfish aspect of it. But I think the father aspect of it all is... Just forgive him. Like He was young and he was stupid. And if you don't forgive him, who knows where he's going to end up? Mm -hmm. Who knows where he's going to spend his eternity? Uh, That forgiveness, I think, is important to Ada the Elder and where his son, the person, a kid that he loves, and he loves him so much that he murders him, which is kind of um, you know, a little bit of a, I wouldn't
1: have done that. I
0: probably would not have done that either. Yeah. But when you, when he sp, he obviously spared Otta the younger a lot of bad news. Yes, like a lot of bad news. Agreed. The bad news was coming his way. <laughs> Agreed. And this was his way of going out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was his way of making sure his kid is taken care of. So I wonder if that is Otta the elder.
1: I also don't know, you know, just like how you were saying in the previous episode about Leofric, that maybe had they known that they were definitely going to be getting a season two, that they would have had him have Halig's he- character Hallig, yep. character on the slave ship. But also, I don't know if they were intending upon Older Otter passing in season one. And yeah. yet here he is being, you know, still by the king's side. Though The way that he was injured and the way people were talking about him at the end of season one, you felt like, oh, this guy's dead. Like, yeah. He's not well, and I almost took it as the cut that he had in his head kind of jumbled his brain a little That's bit. And the way that, the way like that was Mildred too. was taking care of him and everything, yep. I thought like, okay, this guy, like they don't have insane asylums, you know, um, but like, like we just you need know, to like keep out of like eating some porridge and just like sitting in a little safe room. <laughs> With and a yet, blanket. Here, exactly, like here he is next to the king, you know, he's back in his tip top shape. So I don't necessarily know what the intent behind that was for the long term or if they were just trying to write it as like wrapping it up for season one sure. and yet the writers decided, no, we like Otter, but we yeah. need to give him a little bit of his his knowledge and we got to bring him back to life. Eventually. Yeah, right,
0: right. Um, a lot of people actually, Mary, was saying you brought up the whole change that we were exploring with Leofric uh, and uh Possibly he taking Halig's place on the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people liked it, and a lot of people pushed back on that. Uh, and uh, some of the some of the conversation was revolving around the idea that Leofric was number one, not um Uhtred's man necessarily. He belonged to Ada, yeah. Uh and so he wouldn't be in that position to begin with. But number two, that Leofric was a warrior. He was he was too strong. If if both Leofric and Uhtred were in the same space um that they don't think that they would have been made into slaves Slaves. okay Uh, and uh and that Leofrich was is strong and he would have been able to get to the boat and pull the boat off of the uh, off of the beach and do the whole thing um I, i think i think there's some really good notes in there but my my Note to all of that, my catch-all note to all of that, Mary, I know you know what I'm going to say. I don't. Stats are for nerds. Oh, okay. okay. Stats are for nerds. I care about emotionality.
1: A lot of people cared about like, I didn't. It's not to say that like,
0: I didn't care I about him. I felt
1: badly, but I did if that bad. was Leofric on the edge that of the boat. That would have
0: been gut-wrenching.
1: I would not have been well.
0: God, Roger, would have been would have been brutal. Yeah. Uh, all right, last one comes from Tammy. Tammy says, "I'm writing because Tammy. I'm not receiving notice of your announcements when you're having your Facebook Live or premieres or for the Last Kingdom discussion. Hmm. I thought I'd signed up to receive the notifications or remind by text, but all I get as I receive is about the uh, is when you get it for the Join the Nerd Clan. The when we when we put it out at Join the Nerd Clan early, she gets those emails, but no reminds for the Last Kingdom." She does get the Potterverse notices, so she's not completely out of the loop. What do I need to do to get the TLK notices?
1: Well, we don't have a texting service for The Last Kingdom right now. I will say that. So right. this is a question for Outlander and for Potter. We do have a texting service where yes. I send you a little text and I say, guess what? We're going tonight. We're showing up live. Uh, so we do not yet have something for The Last Kingdom. What I would suggest is to make sure that you're following and setting, uh, you have to click like a little Star, I believe, on the Mary and Blake page on Facebook. And that way you will get a notification that we have uh, scheduled out the time slot for you to attend Correct. the premiere. I will say of all of our podcasts, The Last Kingdom is the one that we have to be give a little bit of the most flexibility to and we are thankful for that um frequently when it's a show that is airing on television live you know we watch the show and then the next day we are podcasting about it for sure when it comes to currently now um as we are juggling the back to school schedule and stuff with the kids some days we can just get it up when we can get it up Mm -hmm. and so you know podcast first Live video came kind of second to us. Our our live video aspects and social media really came about because of the pandemic. So when we created these podcasts, it really was like getting it up when we can. We love all of you who can join in for these live discussions. So if you would like us to create a texting service for The Last Kingdom, comment below if you're watching us live right now. Should we do
0: just like a a general Marion Blake text service? Um, like, and that's, that's a question I'll put to you guys, to to the listeners. Do you want just a general Mary and Blake texting service that you, you get notification every time we go live? doesn't matter what it is. I
1: think people can get that just simply on Facebook and they can get that notification. I can look into seeing if we could potentially create a last kingdom one. Okay. So that is that all
0: right fair enough but just well, let
1: us know if that is something that you'd like yes
0: we'll have those we'll have that discussion and we'll get the responses from everybody so uh all right uh we since we've already given our destined to be theories of the week it is time to close this bad boy out mavin are you ready yes all right let's do it
1: those of you who've been joining in live we appreciate you you could put a little farewell don't forget let us know where you've been tuning in from as always brings a little smile to our hearts uh, another thank you for those of you who have joined at jointhenerdclan.com I just checked right now and our current patron number is at 824 824 of you have given uh, from your heart because we bring some levity to your life we bring some lumos in the time of knocks mm-hmm. we are a mom and pop podcast shop you know as little as two dollars a month honestly makes a huge huge difference in our lives we want to be able to keep podcasting and to keep this train rolling so know that every little bit counts and
0: remember we do have a goal of a thousand members and once we get to a thousand we can buy our new state-of-the-art computer which will run this entire studio that you're actually if you're watching right now uh you can see the whole thing it will run it perfectly and i'm very excited about it because we have been having some technical difficulties with this computer that i'm using right now uh and it it, but it's almost 10 years old so it's about time you know it's it's a out time um, and you can help us do that by becoming a member at jointhenerdclan.com so
1: on that note you. my name's Mary my name
0: is bleak
1: destiny is all